0: You're listening to VegHead Speaks with me, your host, Robin Wong. Join me as we explore plant-based eating for people who want to eat well and live well. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're joining me. Today's topic is going to be about pantry essentials. And this came to me when I was making some soup yesterday, and I had nothing to really put in it out of my refrigerator. I, I had carrots, and not enough carrots to make only carrot soup. So I created what I called pan, uh, pantry soup, which you can find on my website. I'm not a recipe um, creator, but I did jot down kind of what I had done and and tried to you know put the right amounts and stuff like that, but. What I realized is that it's so important to have a stock pantry because once you do you always can make a meal and make a meal kind of at the drop of a hat like I did and so I it, I thought I, you know I'll share this with other people and it seems simple but sometimes you don't have a lot of pantry space so you kind of shy away from putting things in your pantry because you just there's no place to put it. So I think this episode is going to be about helping you kind of make whatever you buy for your pantry, especially if it's limited space, earn its spot. So it's going to have to earn its spot to hold that space. And in, I'm giving you some criteria to do that. So it should be have a good shelf life. Okay, it should be able to sit on your shelf for a while. It should be able to be used in multiple ways, in multiple dishes. Um, you know, and It should be budget-friendly, and also it should have lots of nutrients. So what comes to mind to me when you're looking at your pantry uh, are, you know, beans, uh, dried beans, versus, say, potato chips. Um, Dried beans are way cheaper, and they the thing of beans can make a big pot of beans and, uh, you know, serve many people, where potato chips are a snack. I guess you could put them as a recipe. I'm sure there's some recipe that uses potato chips in them. I don't know of any, uh, but I'm sure there one exists. And uh, But, you know, they, they don't really offer you the same nutrient value that, that beans do. So that's what I'm saying about kind of earning its space. Now, I'm not telling you you have to get rid of your chips, but I'm just saying, I mean, I, you know, just remember they have a lot of fat in them and they're not that great for you, but if you like them and they bring you joy and somehow, you know, you don't overeat them, then they're, they're great. Keep them in your pantry. Everybody likes a little crunchy snack then again, but certainly they're not really earning their space is how I look at it. So with that said, I have a list and this list is one I made up um, about a month and a half ago when it looked like we were going to have to start sheltering at home, and I sent an email to my four children and basically said, here's some items you might want to keep in your pantry in case we can't get out, and I kind of wrote them a list, you know, kind of my list, and they all responded that they had already done that, and they already do that, and I, I felt very proud as a mom because <laughs> I felt like, oh, I did my job. They, they learned something how to be self-sufficient. But what I realized is, you know, they told me they, they kind of watched what, what I did. And I cook like, I, you know, I shop like this all the time, uh, A, because I was busy uh, raising my kids and on the run, and, and B, because we live rurally. So it's not that easy just to pop over to a market as, I, as I'm as i cooking and get what I've, I've forgotten. So I would, you know, make a menu and kind of know in my head what I was going to be making for the week. And then I would, I cooked in large volumes. And I would have it all on hand. And so they sort of do the same thing. They kind of plan out their menus and they, you know, um, if some things go on sale, they buy a few extras of them. So they have them in the, in the, in the cupboard. So there's another, you know, a meal waiting to happen. So it's like, it's kind of how I cook. I don't cook just for one meal. I cook, think, you know, I cook bigger thinking I'm gonna have multiple meals out of it. So kind of the same idea with your pantry. But so with that said, I have this list I was going to share with you and just know that, you know, with these items, you can always make a meal. And um, in this, you know, uncertain time, it's, n- it's nice to be able to put things that are shelf stable so you don't have to go out and go into the grocery stores and, um, you know, worry about um, shopping once a week. With that said, though, some of the items when I started looking for them – they were out. I was, I was first becoming aware that people were kind of stocking their pantries when I went to buy some dried beans and I, and they were like, there was people around them and more, and it wasn't just me. Usually I'm just the one standing there and I'm like, what is going on? And they were gone. There was a lot of beans that were gone. I'm like, what is going on? You know, it was kind of slow to the, sort of the party, I guess. And, in a way I was a little taken aback. So I'm like, what, what is happening? But then again, I was actually kind of thrilled because that means people are cooking and they're eating beans and it's so much better for their health. And so, and then if you look even further that maybe they're cooking and eating meals at home with their families and having family dinners and, which is so wonderful. So, um, those are all good, good positive outcomes that I I hope stick stick around after we we finally get to get back to our lives but so here's my list let's start either you like the food items or you don't if you don't choose something else but uh these made the list because they were shelf stable and affordable and could be used multiple ways so my top of my list were beans and you know i think they're the ultimate staple food you can buy them canned you can buy them dried Um, i have them both ways there's all types of different. so there's Kidney beans, black beans, garbanzo beans, lima beans, um, cannelli beans. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some uh, that just don't come to mind right now. But I use them for all different things. I use black beans, a lot of Mexican food. I use my kidney beans and multiple other beans in chili. I use garbanzo beans for everything. They're like my all-time favorite. And uh, you can mash them up and use them for hummus. You can, you know, one of my favorite meals is I make a, a huge pressure pot full of, Garbanzo beans. Some of them get set aside for hummus. Some of them get set aside just to sprinkle on my green salads, and others I mix with diced tomatoes and seasonings, and I serve. I eat them over quinoa, at one of my most favorite um, uh, meals. So that's my point. They're very versatile. So this is why they, you know, beans make kind of the top of the list, and they're they're they don't break the bank. They're affordable. So like I said. I invested long ago when I first went plant-based in a pressure cooker. So it makes uh, cooking beans pretty fast. They do take a little more effort, you know, time if you don't, don't do that. Um, And so canned beans might be an option. I just encourage you to go for kind of the low salt ones. And uh, yeah, so that they're both are equally good to put in your pantry. Uh, Along the same lines are lentils. Lentils cook way faster, and again, there's all types of different types. You have the the brown or the green lentils. Um, you have the French, you know, lentils. You have the black lentils. You have uh, the red lentils. I use red lentils when I cook more Indian food, like dal, or I'll I'll put them, I'll make them, or I'll use them for a lentil loaf. Uh, the green lentils, they hold their shape a little bit better. So I'll use those in spaghetti sauces. Uh, I'll just use them seasoned and kind of on salads or over rice. So, I usually, again, diced tomatoes, I'll put them in them. So um, lentils are a great option and they cook way faster. Uh, whole grains, uh, when kind of rice and quinoa come to mind. Uh, you can do wild rice, which goes. In, I put into my pantry soup, and barley I put in the soup. Uh, there's farro, which is an ancient grain. Uh, quinoa is one of my favorites. I love quinoa. I just love saying it, quinoa. I think it's like such a cool word. Um, but you know those, you know brown rice. I use a lot of brown rice. Uh, there's white rice, basmati rice, uh, jasmine rice. I mean, there's all different types. You know, play with it. Have more than one. Get out. You know, kind of venture out of your box. Uh, buy a big bag. Live bold. Um, don't go with a little bag. Buy a big bag. I have a huge container in my. I, it's beautiful. I put it out and display my rice. You know, I uh, so uh, st- grains. Again, shelf stable. They're cost effective. I mean, this. I think you could even buy frozen rice, and you can buy um, the prepackaged, already cooked, a, a shelf stable rice. But I think it it has oil in it, so be aware of that. Uh, but you know, there's all different versions of it. Okay. I just buy regular dried rice and I cook it in a rice cooker. But And, and often I will freeze it. I mean, if I, I kind of like, oh, I'm not going to finish all this, like, you know, make a big pot. Um, but we put it in the fridge and I reheat it in the microwave or in my rice cooker and, and me eat it multiple meals. Uh, the next item I had were potatoes. Uh, potatoes are awesome. Again, many different types. You have the red potatoes, yellow potatoes, purple potatoes, fingerlings, russets. Um, sweet potatoes, and there's the whole debate of sweet potatoes or yams. Um, I'm thinking of the orange ones that are the orange on the inside. So whatever you call them, uh, those I I love sweet potatoes or yams um, for in soups or, you know, I sometimes I bake them and you can use them as a spread on crackers if you season them. Uh, however you like them, they're super, they're super nutrient dense. Uh, the yellow potatoes, Yukon potatoes, I love to just microwave or bake and I put them in the refrigerator and eat them as snacks or eat them for lunch with I put salsa on them. Uh you know they're just they're so versatile. I mean we're kind of known for having potatoes in our lunches and you eat them like an apple. Uh it just they are so um versatile. So I would say and and You know, they last a really long time. They can be in your pantry for about two months. I just had some that were actually growing little eyes. So I peeled them and I uh, parboiled them and froze them and then put them in, you know, froze them in a single layer and then put them in uh, containers so I didn't waste them. But I'm going to use them in soups and stuff. So just remember, a lot of um, these things can be frozen. So kind of Google that and figure out how to do it. Uh, the next thing were onions and garlic. Both those things can be in your pantry, and I almost everything I have starts with onion and garlic. Everything that I bake or cook, I'm sorry, everything I I cook starts with an onion and garlic. Soups, um, uh, tofu scramble, uh, stir fry, uh, you know, all those things. I, green onions, yellow onions, purple onions, uh, different types. I, I love purple because I love the color. It adds, I don't eat a lot of purple foods, so I, I like using them. Uh, the sweet onions, some people really like those. So just choose what you like. Try different things. Um, but they, they last a really long time. I, I, I do kind of cheat on my garlic. I buy the pre-chopped that comes in water-packed, and I, I buy it both. But sometimes I get lazy, and I'll just use that instead of, um, you know, chop it myself. But it's certainly better. I use the whole cloves if I roast them but it's certainly better if you chop it fresh. I mean, it definitely the smell and, you know, it just cooks better. But like I said, I sometimes don't want to have the hassle. Uh, The next item where, of course, not necessarily a a pantry item, but certainly a necessity are fresh fruits and vegetables. And I have noticed uh, a lot of those are untouched. Uh, You can uh, easily go in and find, uh, with the exception of bananas, uh, those are often gone. But Uh, lots of leafy greens and you know you can freeze those things so you can buy more than you need with your red bell peppers chop chop wash them chop them up and put them in the freezer um so i don't i've never actually done spinach i don't know if you have to cook it ahead of time before you do it so i'd have to google that but i have some uh Charred that I'm. I can't. I don't have. A, I can't eat it all. So I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with that. So maybe I'll give that a go, and see how how it is. Like you know, see about freezing it for later. But um, certainly the fruits too. Any any sort of fruit you can freeze and then use it in your oatmeal. Use it in smoothies. Use it in your pancakes. Um, so definitely those are a certain item. Uh, an item you need to add. Uh, again, I already mentioned the canned, pota- canned tomatoes. Uh, I do dice, petite diced, uh, fire roasted whole, and I dice them or whole, and I use them in other things. And I cannot live with, without canned tomatoes. And so I do buy the uh, no sodium when I can find them. And they come with chili peppers in them. I do avoid the ones that have oil in them. So pick your, pick your favorite one and give it a go. It adds a lot of flavor into things. I love the color. Uh, just you add some moistness to things. I, I just could not live without diced tomatoes. That's the one thing I, I kind of fear running out of because almost so many of my recipes have tomatoes in them. If you're not a tomato lover, not an item that's going to want to take up space in your pantry. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, frozen vegetables and fruit. So we talked a little bit about freezing your own. Uh, I have noticed a lot of frozen foods are are gone. uh, But you can freeze your own, wait for them to come back in stock, stock up on those if you have the freezer space. But just know they don't last forever. And I speak from experience. Sometimes things get buried and you forget about them and you dig them out going, oh, I'll use these up. And you open them up and it's all freezer burned. So then they have to go to compost. But uh, so definitely, you know, circulate your your foods, kind of dig from the back and, you know, first in, first out sort of um, process. But certainly they are equally nutritious. You can use, use them in pasta sauces. You can use them in stir fries. You can use them in soups. All those things. So fr- frozen fruits can be used in recipes for breakfast, uh, you know, just you know, smoothies, so many, there's so many um, uses. So those definitely earn a spot. Um, oats are a whole grain. Like I kind of gave them their own category because I think of more of the, uh, you know, breakfast food, but they certainly can be sa- savory. I buy them big amounts because I make my own um, granola and I also make oatmeal a lot. And I, I kind of like oatmeal cookies. I put them in oats in my pancake mix. Uh, so oats are certainly a shelf stable item, and they've earned a spot as well. Oh, you can also uh, grind them up if you have a really good uh, blender and make oat flour. So you don't have to buy that, and so and that can be used for your bake items in certain recipes. A dried fruit is another, Uh, dates are really big um, on my list. I use dates for a lot of sweetener replacements. I chop them up small or I grind them up and add water and kind of make them into a a syrup type thing and use them over uh, waffles and pancakes and in recipes. And I use dates a lot. I'll throw four of them into my boiling water with my oats in the morning, and it gives a little sweet flavor. The same can be done with raisins. Uh, I love raisins as well. And you know, apricots, mangoes, all those things—they're shelf stable. They—they last a really long time. In season, when I have a lot of fruit coming off my trees, I dry them, and uh, you know, use that throughout the summer. And so that's not happening right now, but it's, you know, they're definitely, um, a a good addition to your pantry. Whole grain pasta. The pasta aisle was pretty empty. Last time I looked, this is over a month and a half ago. I always keep pasta on hand. The one good thing was the whole wheat pasta wasn't as depleted. So people were not eating that. So maybe now they are, but uh, my, my kids have told me that even the vegan food's going. So people (laughs) when you know the vegan street's going, you know that people are you know, panicked. So uh, the, yeah, whole grain pasta is a, a must. It lasts it lasts kind of indefinitely. I'm, I'm guessing it will eventually go bad, but you have different shapes and sizes. You can buy the roundies, you can buy the shells, you can buy the tubes, you can buy the orzo, and you can mix your meals up by buying different things. You know, thick pasta, thin pasta. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, so... And there's so many different types with the whole grains. So I, if you don't like whole grain, buy the white. It's fine. Just add it to your pantry. It's it's a great go-to meal uh, and easy to cook. Cooks up fast. And like I said, with your sauce, you might throw in some – I make my own sauce, but you might want to throw in um, spaghetti sauce as well. Just read your labels so there's not a lot of sugar or oils in them. And, you know, I kind of doll mine up a little bit by adding vegetables and lentils into my sauce so – I use the frozen broccoli if I don't have um, fresh and just ways to make it a little heartier. And then there's multiple meals as well if you make a big pot of sauce. So nuts and seeds, uh, you can sprinkle those over, you know, sweet or savory dishes. You don't need a lot. They add kind of a crunch. You have the seed and nut butters. As well, and those are great on your your celery or your your apples. You don't need a lot. It's sometimes it just adds a little different flavor, makes it more interesting to eat. Uh, just remember they're high fat and high calories. So if that's a concern for you, just remember just remember that I mean, you may want to avoid them or eat. Be careful to only eat a few because I know with people they like to they tend to overeat them, and you just really. You, you only need a few to kind of get that satisfying flavor. And I think what happens is people eat them and they taste so good, they keep eating them, trying to get that flavor again. But the more you eat, the less you can achieve it, right? So you kind of have to back off and then come back and maybe have a few later to kind of recreate that. But really, you only need a few. And I only ever use them for seasoning. I mean, maybe sprinkle a little peanuts chopped up in a Thai dish or something like that. Um, I just, I, I don't use them very often and the nut butters occasionally, I mean, I'll use them in a a recipe, but I, and I sometimes will do a a peanut butter sandwich. I just, I have a hankering for it and just it reminds me of my childhood, I guess. And so, yeah, I do have some on hand and they are shelf stable and it's high protein and I buy the natural peanut butter, so I have to stir it, stir it up. I, don't, I avoid the, um, the other stuff uh, by the name brands. and so it's great to add to your pantry. Uh, whole grain bread is another item. I you know, I was not able to get bread for a while, so I started making my own and now I'm really shocked because you can't get yeast or flour. I'm like, wow! This is awesome. People are, are baking. How fun for them, and how fun for the people to have kids that the kids are learning to bake, and so it's it's a great thing. And uh, yeah, anyway, the whole grain bread though, if you do get it, buy an extra loaf, and you can keep it in your freezer, and you can use it a, um, a slice at a time as you need it. It does take up some space, so just know that you can always keep it in your fridge. Depends on how fast you go through it, but it's uh, the whole grain is is certainly. Um, Bread is certainly worthwhile having. You can make sandwiches, you can be your toast. I mean, I I actually really like the whole grain pita. Uh, You can use it the same way. I think that you can, I think it's actually a little more versatile because you can use it, you know, um, as a a sandwich holder, like for falafel or for your, um, you spread it with hummus and put your vegetables in it. But you can also use it for a um, base to a pizza. So I think that, and it lasts a really long time. I just made some the other day and it was, it worked out really great and for pizzas. I, I made a little, you know, put a little sauce on it, put some kale on top, chopped kale with some artichoke hearts and purple onion and olives. And it was, it was really good and like a personal size pizza, right? So the pizzas are a great option and, and I do the whole grain. Uh, and we're getting down to the end. So the last thing I have is corn tortillas and tortillas, I, I like making my own um, court, tortilla chips. And I use my lime and make a little moist, and then I'll put some seasoning on them, either Mexican or just garlic um, powder, and then I dice or, or you know, I chop them into wedges and cook them for about 10 minutes. And you know, it's they kind of come out warm and they're a nice little treat. And and tortillas last a really long time in your fridge. I think you can also freeze them if you put it's easier to put parchment paper between them, but I just never have. So because they last long in my fridge, I've never seen a need to. But um, tortillas, and you can use them for tacos. I do uh, cauliflower, you know, frozen cauliflower chopped up that I'll make into kind of like a taco filling with black beans and eat them with tacos. Tostadas, I mean, they're burritos and wraps, they're, they're good for everything. So tortillas, corn tortillas, or even the whole wheat tortillas are great to have on hand. And lastly, just make sure you have your condiments and spices. So keep those on hand and stocked up. Uh, you know how it is with condiments. So if you buy a, you know, a container, they last for quite a while. So you're good. So just take inventory of that. And if you have different types of condiments, you, have, you can change the flavor profile of anything you're cooking. So I have, you know, kind of the Indian spices and I have you know the Mexican spices, and I have the Italian spices, and I have salt. You know, I don't use salt. I'm sorry, but I have like the, uh, I do have some um, garlic powder and onion powder, and the Mrs. Dash is what I was thinking. The no salt is where that came from. Um, the no salt stuff um, that has different flavors you can you can buy that are already made. You know, mixed up. So you don't have to think about it too hard. So if you had those on hand, like I said, you can make anything. So if you're interested, check out my pantry soup on my website, veghead-speaks.com, and you can see kind of what I came up with. Uh, Use a little thing, some things from my freezer, some things from my pantry and my carrots that I had that started the whole process. But I hope you found this episode helpful. I encourage you to stock your pantry. No need to hoard, just stock, you know, a few extras and you'll be ready to go and, keep eating well, keep staying healthy. And until next time, uh, thanks for joining me.